Talking with Girlfriends is our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Join me, Madden Chate Jones, and my good girlfriend, Tennille Daniels, for an hour of healing through hospitality as we welcome friends from across the lifestyle and wellness spaces to join us for some good, healthy girl talk. Pull up a seat, get comfortable, and make yourself at home. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Cool. Yes. So, what are you feeling this week? Oh, it took me a little minute uh, to figure this out, but I'm going to say my favorite thing this week is this beautiful red lipstick from MAC that I got. It's called Fashion Sweetie. It was so mm-hmm. perfect that I had to go on Instagram, go into my stories, and record a short little uh, review about it, which mm-hmm. I never do video on Insta stories. Well, not, let me not say never, but very rarely. But that um, red was just too cute not to have somebody outside of the four walls of my house see it. So, <laughs> Girl, see it, right. Yeah, <laughs> you look super cute. I love it. And as we approach... Um, sort of some sense of uh, normalcy and we move towards herd immunity and safety and all of that good stuff, you'll be ready with your lip. I'm going to be ready. But probably by that time, it's going to be spring and then I'm going to have to bring out like the purples and the pinks and stuff. But yes, I'm ready. You ready. I know that's right. Mm -hmm. What about you? So Lent started um, last week on Wednesday. And so my husband and I are um, totally vegan. So we are in the tradition of the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. We're going totally vegan for the Lenten season. So um, I went to the grocery store on Tuesday because I was on on Wednesday because I was not prepared. Um, We had some spinach on Wednesday. He was like, yeah, you going (laughs) to... We have to figure something out. And do better I, than that. Do better than that. We, it, you know. Um, and so I am amazed at all of the plant-based options um, yeah. in the grocery store. And so I found so many plant-based um, foods outside of just eating, you know, whole fruits and vegetables um, right. in my last grocery run. And so. I will be sure to review some of those things and share them with you and let you guys know. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this season. I'm, I've also started two Bible plans to go along with it, and I'm enjoying both of them. One is a 40-day um, Lenten season plan, and then one of them is a 21-day how to pray plan. And so, yeah, I'm just excited for I'm excited for this season. I love this time of year. So, send me that uh, how to pray. I invited one. you on the app. Oh, I didn't see that. That's Check probably your... <laughs> Maybe you haven't been in your app. <laughs> Check your Ooh, app. Only on day four, so you can um you can catch up. All right. Well, praise the Lord and let's get let's get ready down to it. Let's get cracking. So um lovelies, as you know, we have just wrapped up our 21 day love challenge. And what better end cap? Yes, 21 days of love. Give yourselves a round of applause um, for all the love that you were able to show in honoring God, yourself, and others. Um, And what better end cap to our February podcast series on love than to talk about how love shows up in our daily lives, in our work, and in our calling. So welcome to season three, episode four, Leading with Love, with our special guest. Yeah, so this week we are welcoming to the table Jennifer Lucy Tyler. Jennifer is an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and missionary. As a certified growth coach, she meets with women all over the world and helps them discover their calling. In addition to serving women, she is passionate about serving the servant leader through her company, Mission Consulting Hub. MCH is a hub of consultants who lift the hands of those who diligently serve others they can move forward without reservation. Jennifer is the author of the 2001 book, 2011. Wait, is that right now? 2011 book, yep. Yes, 2011, Dry Tears, A Woman's Guide to Overcoming, as well as her 2018 release, Be Your Own Relationship Goals, Volume 1. I think I need Mm. to read that one. Mm -hmm. And The Changemaker Guide to Studying the Bible. 
In 2018, she also began curating Soul Circle events, which have since evolved into a growing online community of women. Amongst all that, she does her greatest joy, amongst all that she does, excuse me, her greatest joy comes from seeing women overcome the odds and grow to lead fulfilling, fruitful lives in Christ. When she's not writing or speaking, she enjoys serving, traveling, teaching, and cozy date nights with her loving husband, Jeff. Let's welcome to the show, Jennifer. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Well, I, I'm welcoming you. Hey, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you can my- tell I'm used to hosting. Yes. So I'm like, welcome. <laughs> I was about to say, you're the speaker, the author, the doer of all the things. You don't even have to be the guest. Okay. Exactly. I need to sit myself down. <laughs> it feels like Chick-fil-A, right? When you walk into Chick-fil-A and everybody's like, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're like, welcome. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you on the show. Um, as you heard, we have been focused on love as a community for the last 21 days. And we have been focused for um, this episode, the episodes um, since the beginning of the season on self-love and what that looks like in terms of fear fighting, in terms of holding space for yourself. And today we want to talk to you about leading with love. Yes, I love that topic. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're the right person for the job. So without further ado, we're going to jump right in. So our listeners know, um, we kind of start with some background questions. And then we, you know, we dig into the topic. And then we dive a little bit deeper towards the end of the episode. So I'm, I'll kick it off with the first um, background question to help introduce you to our guest. So if you had to describe yourself, Jen, um, not just what you do, but who you are in just a few sentences, what would you say? I would say that I'm an overcomer who just, uh, who loves God and wants to instill that in others uh, to know that they have the power to overcome. And I want them to also know the transforming um, love of God. Mm. Yes. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. Okay. Tennille? Yeah, so Love Madden is centered around healing through hospitality. So we want to know, what does that mean to you? How do you believe we grow as individuals through how we relate to others? I think it's just, well, I first of all, I love that it's centered around healing through hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, there's It made me immediately think of this book, um, and I can't remember the author, but it says, uh, the gospel has a house key. And Mm. what I love about it is just really inviting people to have a seat at the table and having a seat at the table can look different in different ways. Um, You know, in this pandemic society, it can just be reaching out to another sister and sitting down with her via you know, a a FaceTime or virtually Mm -hmm. and just letting someone know that you are with them and that you are there for them. And in doing that, healing takes place. And and Mm. that's an act of hospitality, which is an act of love. And so I believe that we grow as individuals through those acts of love, of being intentional with inviting women to sit whether it's at your virtual table or in mm-hmm. person, if you're comfortable with that during this season, mm-hmm. to just have a seat at the table and to to relate to one another, to have conversations, to turn off the phone and simply to ask another sister, how are you doing? And truly right. mean it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, we we when we think about the early church, it was at the table, right? Like it was people were yeah. gathered around the table, um, eating food and and breaking bread and drinking wine and and communing with one another. And so I think, um, like you said, with all of the sort of modern day um, beeping and buzzing and distractions and notifications, sometimes we miss that um, healing that comes from time spent together around the table. So Thank you so much for sharing that. That that um, absolutely resonates with our audience. So, um, all right, we want to kind of get more conversational with it. So we want to learn more about what you do. So Tennille just read 
your bio, which sounds amazing. Uh, But but if you had to describe what you do as a leader, as a business owner, as a a ministry leader um, to a small child, let's say you had to describe this to a fifth grader, how would you describe what Miss Jennifer does? (laughs) Well, I love this. Well, um, I would say Miss Jennifer helps women to know God even Mm -hmm. more. And so Mm -hmm. the way that I do that is through teaching them the Bible. Uh, Miss Jennifer also serves others who are serving others. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that she does that is helping them with their businesses and allowing their businesses or ministries to be able to, allowing them to be able to uh, focus on their various businesses or ministries by taking Mm -hmm some of the work off of them, some of the uh, admin tasks, some of the social Mm -hmm. media tasks, some of the writing tasks. So that's what I do as far as like ministry and then business. But I I, I believe that my business is a ministry Mm. because we are able to uh, serve others. And that's what it's all about. That's what servant leadership is about. The servant leader needs someone who is also a servant leader and a hundred percent to come and, and alongside them and to lift their hands up. And honestly, I don't feel like there are enough people there in that space. Um, I, and I don't know if you know this, so full-time I work um, for a church as a communication and marketing director and um, something I never thought I would see myself doing. I don't, I didn't even know what working at a church would look like. The only yeah. other than, um, Amen with Deacon Fry and Rollo and I'm in the basement. I did not know what, you know, what that would look like, but it's a ton of work. And yeah. uh, when you're looking for like support staff and staff extenders and all, if they're not also in the church space, it's very like niche. And so to have that kind of a consulting idea is genius and also um, needed very, very much so. So yeah, that's dope. I love that. Thank you. It was totally the Lord. I just saw a need and Mm -hmm. just knew that I had the passion to see other servant leaders thrive Mm -hmm. and um, put together this amazing team of women of color. I'm all about empowering other women of color and their gifts as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, during the pandemic, it was just the perfect time for us to come together and execute this idea um, of just helping others who are, what I say, living on mission. Mm. I love that. And mm. let me ask you a question. Do you find yourself having to do like a hard sell to these servant leaders? Because something that I know about, I think, being a servant leader myself in some ways is that, you know, sometimes the servant leaders think that they can do everything and they don't need the help. So talk a little bit about that. You know, I have not had to do a hard sell. I feel like um, for this, it's it. the people that have been coming to us realize that they need us. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> and they're realizing that they, they need our help. And I think I, I'm hearing a lot of people saying that they want to be able to rest more and they want mm. to practice this um, Sabbath lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Not just on a Sabbath, but being able to just really be intentional with their rest. And so the yeah. people that have come to us, they're coming to us realizing, okay, I am doing the most. And in order for me to really you know, serve the people that I'm called to serve, I need help. That's no, that, great. Yeah. That and Tanil, we were talking earlier, um, just in our like normal conversation about how when God gives you something and it's like you're doing the thing that he gave you, mm-hmm. how it just aligns, you know, the people yes. will come to you and the doors will open. And it's not to say that you won't be without challenges, but something just clicks and you're like, yep, this is it. This is the thing he gave me. Yeah. I'm experiencing my click moment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Where I love people that. are coming and I'm like, God, what is happening? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's I the best. It. Yeah. It's and the best. You all, we always talk about people, our listeners taking notes. That was a gem. If you yep. missed it, I want to make sure that you caught <laughs> it. So when you are in alignment. Yep. The things will flow to you. It, it's in, yes, there will be challenges, but right. it should not yeah. be 
a struggle all of the time. So I, I, I right. love that. So yeah. Jen, tell us a little bit about your own personal story and upbringing and how it has impacted how you show up in the world as a servant leader. Well, my personal story, I grew up, I'm born and raised in DC. Mm -hmm. I, I did not uh, grow up with uh, churched parents or in that environment. Uh, I grew up in the era of uh, Chocolate City in, in DC, when DC, pre-gentrification DC. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but also <laughs> there was the infiltration of crack in the city, which mm -hmm. impacted uh, my family. It impacted my life a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up seeing my father hold down like a, an amazing job and being the breadwinner to then becoming addicted to drugs mm. and seeing that change uh, him as a leader of my family mm -hmm. uh, definitely impacted me. Uh, I saw things that I, I should not have seen, um, mm -hmm. not just from my father, but also it impacted um, aunts and other family members mm -hmm. um, getting their houses busted in from police and all oh kinds God. of crazy mm -hmm. exposure. Um, mm -hmm. And so in my teens, I did what a lot of teens do that don't have uh, a mentor, don't have a, a relationship with God for themselves. And I began to just try to figure it out and find love uh, in all the wrong places. And mm -hmm. I started uh, dating early and being promiscuous um, at four, ages 14, which opened the door for just a lot of uh, issues with promiscuity, drugs, mm -hmm. man. I mean, I God completely did a work in my mm. life. Um, it caused me to, uh, at one point, drop out of school um, and drop out of college. Um, I was at the University of Maryland. And I was, the crazy thing is I was this smart girl. Like I was very, always very intelligent and into my books, but it was just this season where yeah. I was just wilding out. Yeah. And then in 2004, my mother, well, my mother, she uh, found the Lord and God began to change her life. And she invited us to church in 2004, myself and my um, best friend. Mm -hmm. And I gave my life to Christ uh, wow. and at this event. And I just remember my life didn't change in an instant because we know that following God, it, it's a process. Mm -hmm. But the inside of me had changed and I began to view things with a different lens and I began to want more for myself and I began to want more for the people around me. And so mm -hmm. I started throwing myself into the things of God, into church, into the scriptures, because that was the only place that I would have peace. And I forgot to mention in that same year that mm -hmm. I was saved, my best friend, who came with me to church and also gave her life to Christ. She was murdered. Mm, and wow. so she was murdered on Burbank Street, Southeast. Wow. And I remember, and this is Southeast DC for those who are listening. Right. And I just remember feeling so empty and not having any peace, but the only place that I would have peace was in church <laughs> at that time. Oh Mm. Or um, at my mother's house, because then uh, by that time, you know, her life had changed. And so mm. I just threw myself into the things of God, threw myself into serving God. I was started being surrounded by other sisters um, who began to disciple me without even knowing it. Like mm. I didn't even realize they were discipling me. They just invited me to have a seat at their table. It was through hospitality <laughs> where wow. healing began to take place, where other girls would invite me over and they wouldn't judge me. Um, they wouldn't judge my tattoos or judge the mm. fact that I didn't dress like them. Or mm. They just brought me in to have a seat at their table and loved on me. And through that godly love, I started to heal. I also mm. started to forgive my father. And I'm so grateful. Oh. Thank that you. I had the opportunity to 
forgive my father for, you know, just I, the things that he did. And I began to see him through the lens of God. And um, my father, he ended up becoming a believer. He oh. passed away in 2017. Thank God. But I was able to just love on him and have an amazing relationship before he died. And so I'm so grateful for that. And I know that was a lot, but that shaped who I yes. am today. Yes. And it shapes my passion to serve others and to share th about the God that changed my life. Yes. Yes. Mm. That is so good. And, you know, yesterday, Maddie and I were, we were talking with our accountability group and Maddie was talking about one of the cards that kept coming up for, you know, one of the members of the community around forgiveness. And I think mm -hmm. there's just a really powerful lesson in the fact that you were able to, you know, take your transformation in God and that evolved into you um, being able to forgive your father. Because even as Christians, there are a lot of Christians who still don't have the ability to forgive. And yeah. so I just think about, you know, what would life have been for you if you had, you know, held on to everything that you had experienced with your father before you forgave him and what that would look like now. So there's just so much power in forgiveness. And, you know, I'm, for the listeners out there, do the hard work that is necessary um, to get on the other side of that. And, and and not just what what would life have looked like for her, but what would eternity have looked like for her father yes. had he not seen right. Christ modeled through those yes. closest to him through the forgiveness yeah, yeah. so that yeah. that would be a part of his journey to become a believer. That is yeah. the biggest gift you could have ever given him. And that yeah, is so yeah. beautiful. Man, glory to God. I know that it was because of that love. Uh, I remember uh, seeing my father struggle with drugs. And at one time, um, my mother called me to the house. My father had OD'd. Mm. And I came to the house and the paramedics, I'm coming into their house the same time the paramedics arrive. And mm. I'm praying at his feet while the paramedics are doing whatever. And as he come, came to himself, you could see the shame and the embarrassment. Mm -hmm. And he felt like I was going to go off on him. Mm -hmm. And I just told him, daddy, I love you. Oh, and yeah. God loves you. And mm -hmm. you don't have to, you don't have to do this. You don't have to suffer anymore. Like, and I just begin to encourage him and minister to him in that moment. And he just cried mm. bald, and I just hugged him. And it was just a moment where he needed to know that I love you regardless of your addiction yeah. while you're in it. And as God is healing you, as he's changing you, like I'm going to love you right where you are because God loved me right where I was, mm, where yes, I was promiscuous when I was doing drugs. Okay. Mm. I had my own little time where I was being wild and crazy in mm. my early twenties. Mm. And God loved me even still in that and invited me in <laughs> to hit into his life to have a mm. seat at, at his table and so wow. how much wow. more should we do that for those that are around us and not judge them those young women did not judge you and so i think <laughs> a, a lot of times as christians as believers we sometimes feel uh, a sense of entitlement maybe a you know like we're better than or whatever and i think it's important that we um remain humble and um you know, Jesus was humble. Yeah. And so I, I think sometimes with media and even popular culture, um, what it means to be a believer gets skewed. But I mean, your testimony, uh, God's love is healing. It is restorative. It is redemptive. Like, yes. I, I don't even, I, 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 there's more to discuss, but I'm just done here. Like this, this to me is, this is it. This is it. Like, this is what what everything that we've been doing for these past 21 days, this is it right here in action, um, Jen. So thank you. This is, you know, powerful stuff. Um, okay. So you've told us a little bit about your story and your life experience. How did you then know to turn that into ministry and even entrepreneurship? Like, how were you able to turn your life experience into your, like, career, essentially? You know, again, um, that was something that I didn't plan, but the doors opened and I just walked through them. So this is how they opened. Uh, I remember 
sharing my story with my pastor's wife um, some years ago. And she asked me to write my testimony in a book that she was going to publish. And I remember her releasing the book and seeing my words on the pages. And the Holy Spirit was just like, you can do this. You need to tell more of the story. Mm-hmm. And when I was walking through this uh, journey and this process of God dealing with me and healing me, I would write devotionals to myself. And it was at that moment where I took all of the devotionals uh, that I would write to myself just to minister and preach to myself. And I had about 70 pages and I realized, wow, this could be a book. And I put it together. And that was my first book, uh, Dry Tears, A Woman's Guide to Overcome. And I ended up publishing it and not with an agenda of becoming this speaker or minister, but just to help other women. And doors begin to open uh, because of that book back in 2010 and 2011. And I started uh, being asked to travel and to speak at various churches and to minister, never sought it out, never planned it. Um, And a lot of the doors opened from word of mouth from people Mm -hmm who were impacted and said, hey, you need to hear uh, this voice and uh, to hear this woman teach. And that's essentially how it started. How I became an entrepreneur was I I was still speaking and preaching and it started to get to be a bit much to have to kind of schedule things, but still work my traditional nine to five. And Mm -hmm. uh, I remember really wrestling with it and feeling the call to step out in faith as an entrepreneur, as a full-time speaker. And my husband was not feeling it. It was our first year of marriage. He's like, (laughs) no, (laughs) ma'am. You're a good government job. job. And and you know, ma'am, I don't think that's God. And so I, I remember feeling like, okay, babe, but you're wrong, but I'm going to submit to what you're saying and your leadership. And I go to work um, one day. And I remember I went to lunch with my mom and at lunch, I said, mom, by the end of this year, I'm going to be out of this building. So go back into my office, y'all. And no lie, I get a call from human resources as soon as I sit at my desk and they lay me off. No way. <laughs> and I remember calling my husband to pick me up for work. And I'm outside of this building, this government building with my box, <laughs> smiling like, <"Hey."> <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Like, <laughs> suddenly. suddenly. And it was at that moment, I remember I had so many speaking engagements and then I I was working like a direct sales business at the time on the side that the Lord just put his supernatural like grace on it. And that was just the seed for me to invest in other things that I love doing. I started Mm. being able to travel the world and um, serve as a missionary and lead teams. And it just became a season where I mean, it was totally me just following God and him ordering my steps. And I believe there's this verse, this it's a proverb that says a man plans his way, but God orders his steps. Mm-hmm. And so I believe in making plans. But as I was making these plans, God was ordering my steps and opening up doors. So I just tell that woman that's listening, um, that thing in your heart, just start, just plan. And walk and start walking, start doing, and yes. God will open the doors as you start moving your feet. Mm. So that's another gem for y'all. Just <laughs> start moving. He will yeah. order your steps, but he can't order your steps if you're standing still, right? So right. just start taking some steps. Take a step. Yes. All right. So our next question is, what is the greatest personal takeaway or lesson that you've learned as it relates to servant leadership? and showing up with love in all spaces? Mm. The greatest personal lesson from servant leadership is that it is, if you are unfulfilled 
in life, it's because you have stopped serving. Mm. My greatest fulfillment comes from serving others. And it takes the focus off of yourself and your problems and your challenges. And when you take time to serve someone else uh, who is in need, it is the greatest fulfillment. And I just also want to share this for uh, my my married couples. Mm-hmm. Some of the greatest moments that I have experienced with my husband is when we're serving alongside each other. Mm. Whether it is on the mission field, whether it's serving another couple um, mm. that uh, we sometimes will babysit for other couples. We don't have any children. It's something that we are, you know, trusting the Lord for, Mm -hmm. but being able to serve another couple um, who does have children like Mm -hmm. that right there, it is so fulfilling for us um, to be able to serve uh, another teenager or just serving someone. It is what brings fulfillment and it's what it also makes us grow closer in our marriage when we're able to do it together. So that is the greatest lesson. Wow, that's really great. Um, I people always ask me, "It's no good men out here. How do you find? You know, a, how'd you find a good man?" I am people. <laughs> people, people is the nail. And um, we met surfing. So it's so interesting that you would say that because I was was so focused on my purpose and what I was supposed to be doing. And so was he in that season. And we actually met serving others. So um, I love to hear that. Same with you guys. I was at a youth conference serving and he was serving too. And that's where. Wow. Wow. I love it. Okay, so we're all about action here at Love Madden. Um, you know, when you know better, you do better. So if there is one thing that we can do, us and our listeners, to start us on our journey toward um, doing better in this area, towards servant leadership, towards leading with love, um, even if it's not like traditional ministry, but just showing up with love. If if there was um, a, just a first step that you would advise a book that, that that folks could pick up or maybe a download that you might have or something some kind of a resource what would that be Ooh, a book or a resource on serving gosh i am completely stuck um but i will say this uh, one thing that you could do is to simply ask those around you mm-hmm. to take in, to take inventory sit down and to take inventory from those that are around you and ask how you can be a better friend, how you Mm. can be a better wife. How can I uh, best serve you in this season? How can Mm. I pray for you in this season? These are questions that I had a friend ask me recently and I was like, wow, I need to make sure that I'm doing this on a regular basis. And that would be my action is to sit down and, um, just ask uh, whoever God has placed in your sphere of influence or in your life, you know, how can I show up better for you in this season? I love that also because it's low hanging fruit. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if there was a book or something else that that might create a barrier, but something as simple as just taking stock of who's around you and asking a simple question. There's no excuses, y'all. Everybody can do that right now. (laughs) There's no barrier to be able to do that. So that's a perfect first step. Yeah, I, so I now, love that. Oh, Go ahead. I was going to say, so now we're going to get to the point where we're diving a little bit deeper, Jen. So okay. um, the, <laughs> the background on this show, Healing Through Hospitality, we peel back the layers. So, you know, there's a spiritual component, but also there is a level of just truth telling and vulnerability that's very freeing for us as women. So yes. when we have guests here and you're at the table and you're, you know, you are our girlfriend and we're so grateful how um, open you've been with your story. We, we treat you like we treat one another, right? So we want to get in and ask some deeper questions about you um, because we're able to learn from one another. So um, Tennille, I'll let you start. Perfect. So Jen, what's the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months? Hmm. Okay. So the biggest surprise, you know, I told you guys about my father um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that he passed away. But during COVID, 
the biggest surprise was some checks <laughs> mm. that wow. came in the mail from some work that he was doing that he something that he was working on a loss it was a lawsuit and mm. it was something that came through and wow. totally took my m- mother out of debt like completely. wow when she was Glory able to god like, was a during covid was able wow. to sit up here and pay off her property pay off her car pay off student loan like completely Come on now. like everything and out of yeah, everything later. that she experienced with my dad and like standing with him and walking with him and showing him Jesus. Yes. It was mm-hmm. so supernatural. Like y'all, I, I will I will not share a figure here, but let me just tell you, like God, that was a huge surprise. Like, wow. Like you always hear about like supernatural debt cancellation. Yes. Like, okay, all right, but man, to see it happen. And yes. my mom lives with us. And so uh, when my father passed away, we moved her in immediately so she could heal with us. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just beautiful to see that come. So, yeah. Wow. Now, you to- do always hear about like surprise checks in the mail. You do. And- yeah. No, I'm not going to tell you a a church we used to go to, Maddie and I, when we were like back in college, that surprise check in the mail was an every Sunday, like message that was given. Okay. I was like, what is going to happen over here? (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. Okay. That was a wonderful surprise. We love that. All right. Question number two in the deeper dive. What is something that you are excited about right now? What is something that you're looking forward to with just hopeful expectation? I'm excited about turning 40. Yes. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. Well, 81 baby. 81 yes. baby. So this is the year that I turn 40 and it'll be uh, my husband's and uh, Jeff and I 10 year anniversary. Awesome. All happening around the same time. So. He turns 40 September 6th. Our 10-year anniversary is September 24th. And I turn 40 October 3rd. Oh, so nice. That it's going to be a nice, fun week, couple it's weeks. It's going to be a celebration. Yes. So I'm celebrating the entire year. I know that's right. Girl, me too, because my birthday is earlier in the year, so COVID is still a thing. But I feel like by September, October, the world is going to be a little bit more open. So people celebrate their birthday all month long. Y'all took it to all year long. I'm telling you, look, I'm saying this whole year, every time I go out, if I get to experience something, I'm like, this is my 40th year celebration. (laughs) That's right. So That's I'm excited good. about entering into a new decade and yeah, just entering it with my health, with grace, not feeling the way that I, my age and so mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wonderful. All right. So the next question is, this is, this is a little deeper than something that you're excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a recent failure or setback that you're proud of? Mm. Gosh, that's so interesting because you're not really proud of failures or Mm -hmm. setbacks, but I will say a recent failure, you know, my mouth and I'm not proud of it though, but I'm going to, I'm going to share this. (laughs) (laughs) I am not proud of my mouth sometimes. Um, and that's something that even in 10 years of marriage that I, I, I'm still working on y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm working on not always saying everything that I feel with the moment that I feel it. I am hmm. still working on thinking through the thoughts before I speak it. And so I've been doing pretty good, but you know, I had a setback recently. And mm-hmm. so, um, but, I, but what I am proud of is that I'm we bounce back quicker and we are able yes. to talk yeah. through and communicate a lot quicker through that setback than I have been in the past. That's good. So we're not proud of 
the mouth. Yeah, I'm not proud of my mouth. But I'm <laughs> proud of the awareness and the rebound. Yes. yes. <laughs> that part. Yes. Okay. And then finally, our last question to you today is what is something that you stand in need of right now? What is something um, that maybe, you know, we can pray for you on? Or what is something that you look forward to making happen for yourself? Wow. Um, you know, I, I stand in need of uh, just, I would say, more because I have community, but mm-hmm. as I'm serving others, others to come alongside to serve the vision um, that God has placed in me, um, mm-hmm. the ministry vision, uh, everything that I do with Soul Circles, um, just people who also just have a passion for women and teaching the Bible, Bible literacy. Like, I stand in need of more people that see. Uh, what I'm doing and that want to come alongside and to just serve. So where can our listeners learn more about soul circles where, you know, if people are feeling led and where can they find you if they don't already follow you, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? And where can they kind of sign up to be a part of what you're doing? Sure. They can just, uh, well, they can find me at jenniferlucytyler.com first and um, I am Jennifer Lucy Tyler on all social media outlets, um, Instagram, Jennifer Lucy Tyler. Um, they want to learn about Soul Circles. They can uh, find out there on my website or they can go to Soul Circles online events, um, Soul Circle events on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they can k- click that link in the bio. They can connect to a, a community uh, of women who are serious about studying the Bible together. and. Um, they can do it in a safe space where they're not judged for what level they're on or where they are not. And um, it's a safe place for us to learn together. So that's how they can find me. That's perfect. So I will include that in the show notes for anybody who's listening while maybe you're driving or something and you couldn't take that down. We'll include that in the show notes so you guys can just click through um, and um, learn more about Jennifer and learn more about Soul Circle um, and Soul Circle events. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for spending yes. um, your your afternoon with us, for sharing with us. Um, I literally was moved to tears during this discussion. So I'm mm-hmm. so grateful for your for your honesty and just for that really raw testimony that you gave us. Thank you. I'm grateful for you, ladies. What you're doing on this podcast is amazing. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank so be- before we close, ladies, I, I want to share a word with you guys, and then we're going to have our question of the episode. So Jenny, we'll- there'll be one more question before we end um, um, after I share the word with Madden. So today's scripture comes out of the gospel of Matthew um, chapter 22, verses 37 through 39 in the New International Version says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. The Gospel of Luke in chapter 10, verse 27, puts it simply, um, and I love the Gospel of Luke. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So here's my thought, ladies. We are called to love our neighbor as ourselves. This means that if we don't know how to love ourselves, then we don't know how to love others. If we don't first practice loving ourselves, we cannot adequately love others in the way that our creator has called us to do. And I'll even say commanded us to do. So before we hope or even plan to love someone else, before we go asking God for our life partner or take on the responsibility of loving a child or a godchild, before we seek to teach or preach or serve, we have to begin with the practice of self-love. But remember, the word says this is only the second greatest commandment. Um, The first is for us to love God. We were created in his image. And so um, if we don't know how to um, love ourselves, we won't know how to love ourselves without first looking at the blueprint that he left for us. Our God is very intentional. So when he says his first and greatest commandment is to love him um, with 
all of our being, that is to set up an example by which we can love ourselves and our neighbors. Um, In the gospel, Christ commands us, not suggests, not encourages, but commands us to love the Lord our God with all our first heart. Our heart, both physically and proverbially, is our engine. It's what drives us. It's what keeps us going. So love God with all that drives you. He commands us to love God with all our soul. Our soul is our spirit. We talk about vibes, our energy. It is the essence of our very being. So love God with all of that. He commands us to love with all our mind, our thinking, our feelings, our emotions. And in Luke, he also says to love with all our strength, our body, our might, our power. Y'all know I have a toddler and sometimes when she wants me to do something, she'll pull me with all her strength, her whole body, right? Um, When she gives me a hug, she'll squeeze me with all her might. She'll kiss me with everything in her. I can feel um, in the in the innocence um, of a child, and I, I feel like children are closer to God than we are, right? Um, that, that she loves with everything in her. So the thought that I want to leave with you all today is the very thing that inspired my 21-day love challenge um, to myself and to all of you, which is to actively practice first loving God with all that I have so that in turn, I have a basis from which to love myself and ultimately to love and serve others. So here's the challenge for this week. We know yesterday was the last day of our official Love Madden 21 Day Love Challenge together, but it is never too late to practice love. So the free download will remain on the site um, for as long as the site is up. So whenever you're ready, um, to start with the acts of, of love and, and, I, and I walk you through kindness and patience and serving and repentance and all of the ways that we can do that. Um, you can go to lovemadden.com forward slash shop and get that for free. Um, and if you're looking for a practice to kind of take it further a step, um, you can grab the love series card deck from the Love Madden shop, uh, 40 cards to practice love daily. Uh, It's 10 cards about how to love God. They're all based in scripture, 10 on loving ourselves, 10 on loving others. Um, And then the last 10 in the 40 days are scriptures and mantras to speak love because there's power, as we say over and over again, power of life and death uh, lies in the tongue. So I am going to put the love cards on sale for the rest of the month because I don't want cost to be a barrier for anyone. Um, and grab the cards. Um, but even if you can't, and Jennifer just gave a great example of this, these are just tools, right? You can make a choice to love well, starting right now, right in this moment from right where you are. Um, so we can take her up on her invitation to assess those that are around us and, and ask, how can we love? How can we serve you better? And I would add to that, let's start with God. Let's ask our creator, God, how can I, how can I serve you better? How can I love you better? And then take that quiet time that we talked about in last weekend's episode to um, to hear back from him. So uh, that will transition us into the closing of the episode, which is the question, question of, of the episode. episode. So Jen, <laughs> yes, <Got it. laughs> Jen, we'll start with you. Okay. Okay. How will you be intentional about loving God, loving yourself, or loving others even better than you already do this month? Mm, This month, I'm going to be intentional about loving God through uh, intentional times of prayer. Um, I think sometimes I will find that I would like pray just on the go, but this month and uh, the weeks ahead, I've I've been really trying to just set aside time to get on my knees and to actually mm. reverence God and so and and to love on Him and to hear from Him and to communicate. Uh, how I will intentionally love others is to ask those questions that I encourage the audience to ask, mm-hmm. um, just to take some inventory of the people around me and just to see, make sure I'm loving them well in the way that they want to receive love. That's the key. That's yes. The key. Yes. Sometimes we think we're loving people well, and, and we and that might be our intention, but we're loving them right. typically how we want to be loved and appreciated. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Tennille, what about you? Yeah. So this month, I'm going to be intentional about loving God and in turn myself by just um, setting aside some dedicated 
quiet time. Um, you know, there are things that I'm uh, working through, living through, um, that I definitely need a reliance on God for. I mean, of course, we need God in our lives each and every day, but there are some, you know, major mountains that sometimes you just got to go hard in the paint um, on. And so I really just want to have that quiet time with God and quiet time with myself to be able to process and reflect and document um, some of those mountains that I'm, you know, having to to face. Um, mm. And so that's how I'm going to to be intentional about doing that um, this month. Nice. What about you? So we often hear love is patient, love is kind. You know, we we themed our whole wedding around First Corinthians and um, all of those wonderful things that were written in those letters. Um, but sometimes the one that I love the most, my dear husband, is the one that gets the least of my patience and maybe even the least of my kindness. Like, <laughs> I love him the most. But he gets sort of after the work and the ministry and the love madden and the baby and the everything and I'm tired or overwhelmed or stressed. He gets, you know, the the what's the raw. Um, and so I want to be really intentional about how I show up as a wife and as a friend to him. You know, I'm a, I'm a great wife. Like I definitely, I love my husband well, but I want to love him better in those two specific ways. I want to be kind in my words. So Jen, when you said that, I was like, okay, God, I hear you. So my mouth. Um, and then also patience. I'm going to, I'm, I'm trying to extend more patience when it comes to um, my husband and our communication. So that's what I'm challenging myself to do this month. That is good. Yes. Treat my my friend right over there. Okay. <laughs> yes. I gotta I gotta make sure that I'm showing him love all the time in big yeah. ways and small yeah. ways and daily ways and little ways and all you know, all of that stuff. I wanna be very intentional. Let me add up. to that patience. I'm gonna add to that patience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm, I'm, I'm going through the challenge with, with all the listeners. And so I keep getting the cards about the patience and the kindness. And I'm like, how many times is this repeated in this card deck? I feel like. Until you get it right. I just said about patience. (laughs) (laughs) So for sure. So Jen, thank you so much again. Do you have any kind of closing thoughts or anything else you want to share before we wrap up? Um, I, I have no closing thoughts, but just this was so good. I'm challenged to love even uh, better and to love yes. more. Um, yes. And you ladies, thank you for inviting me to have a seat at your table uh, yes, and do this podcast. Thank you. We appreciate love you. you. Yes. Until next time. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Show us some love and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Yes, and then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N. And connect with me at Tanil Daniels. That's T-E-N-N-I-L-L-E Daniels.